Question 22 of Summa Theologica, Pars Prima Secundae, Treatise on the Passions. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica, Pars Prima Secundae, Treatise on the Passions by St. Thomas Aquinas. Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 22. Of the Subject of the Soul's Passions. In three articles. We must now consider the passions of the soul. First, in general. Secondly, in particular. Taking them in general, there are four things to be considered. 1. Their subject. 2. The difference between them. 3. Their mutual relationship. 4. Their malice and goodness. Under the first head, there are three points of inquiry. First, whether there is any passion in the soul. Second, whether passion is in the appetitive rather than in the apprehensive part. Third, whether passion is in the sensitive appetite rather than in the intellectual appetite, which is called the will. First article, whether any passion is in the soul. Objection 1. It would seem that there is no passion in the soul, because passivity belongs to matter. But the soul is not composed of matter and form, as stated in the first part, question 75, article 5. Therefore, there is no passion in the soul. Objection 2. Further, passion is movement, as is stated in Physics 3.3. But the soul is not moved, as is proved in On the Soul 1.3. Therefore, passion is not in the soul. Objection 3. Further, passion is in the road to corruption, since every passion, when increased, alters the substance, as is stated in Topics 6.6. But the soul is incorruptible, therefore no passion is in the soul. On the contrary, the Apostle says in Romans 7.5, when we were in the flesh, the passions of sins, which were by the law, did the work in our members. Now sins are, properly speaking, in the soul. Therefore passions also, which are described as being of sins, are in the soul. I answer that the word passive is used in three ways. First, in a general way according as whatever receives something is passive, although nothing is taken from it. Thus we may say that the air is passive when it is lit up. But this is to be perfected rather than to be passive. Secondly, the word passive is employed in its proper sense when something is received while something else is taken away. And this happens in two ways. For sometimes that which is lost is unsuitable to the thing, thus when an animal's body is healed and loses sickness, 
at other times the contrary occurs thus to ail is to be passive because the ailment is received and health is lost and here we have passion in its most proper acceptation for this thing is said to be passive from its being drawn to the agent and when a thing recedes from what is suitable to it then especially does it appear to be drawn to something else moreover in on generation one three it is stated that when a more excellent thing is generated from a less excellent we have generation simply and corruption in a particular respect whereas the reverse is the case when from a more excellent thing a less excellent is generated in these three ways it happens that passions are in the soul for in the sense of mere reception we speak of feeling and understanding as being a kind of passion on the soul one five but passion accompanied by the loss of something is only in respect of bodily transmutation wherefore passion properly so called cannot be in the soul save accidentally in so far to wit as the composite is passive but here again we find a difference because when this transmutation is for the worse it has more of the nature of a passion than when it is for the better hence sorrow is more properly a passion than joy reply to objection one it belongs to matter to be passive in such a way as to lose something and to be transmuted hence this happens only in those things that are composed of matter and form but passivity as implying mere reception need not be in matter but can be in anything that is in potentiality now though the soul is not composed of matter and form yet it has something of potentiality in respect of which it is competent to receive or to be passive according as the act of understanding is a kind of passion as stated in on the soul three four replied to objection to although it does not belong to the soul in itself to be passive and to be moved yet it belongs accidentally as stated in on the soul one three reply to objection three this argument is true of passion accompanied by transmutation to something worse and passion in this sense is not found in the soul except accidentally but the composite which is corruptible admits of it by reason of its own nature second article whether passion is in the appetitive rather than the apprehensive part objection one it would seem that passion is in the apprehensive part of the soul rather than in the appetitive because that which is first in any genus seems to rank first among all things that are in that genus and to be their cause as is stated in metaphysics to one now passion is found to be in the apprehensive before being in the appetitive part for the appetitive part is not affected unless there be a previous passion in the apprehensive part 
therefore passion is in the apprehensive part more than in the appetitive objection to further what is more active is less passive for action is contrary to passion now the appetitive part is more active than the apprehensive part therefore it seems that passion is more in the apprehensive part objection three further just as the sensitive appetite is the power of a corporeal organ so is the power of sensitive apprehension but passion in the soul occurs properly speaking in respect of a bodily transmutation therefore passion is not more in the sensitive appetitive than in the sensitive apprehensive part on the contrary augustine says on the city of god nine four that the movement of the soul which the greeks called pathe are styled by some of our writers cicero those things which the greeks call pathe we prefer to call disturbances rather than diseases for instance disturbances by some affections or emotions while others rendering the greek more accurately call them passions from this it is evident that the passions of the soul are the same as affections but affections manifestly belong to the appetitive and not to the apprehensive part therefore the passions are in the appetitive rather than in the apprehensive part i answer that as we have already stated in article one the word passion implies that the patient is drawn to that which belongs to the agent now the soul is drawn to a thing by the appetitive power rather than by the apprehensive power because the soul has through its appetitive power an order to things as they are in themselves hence the philosopher says in metaphysics six four that good and evil that is the objects of the appetitive power are in things themselves on the other hand the apprehensive power is not drawn to a thing as it is in itself but knows it by reason of an intention of the thing which intention it has in itself or receives in its own way hence we find it stated in metaphysics six four that the true and the false which pertain to knowledge are not in things but in the mind consequently it is evident that the nature of passion is consistent with the appetitive rather than with the apprehensive part reply to objection one in things relating to perfection the case is the opposite in comparison to things that pertain to defect because in things relating to perfection intensity is in proportion to the approach to one first principle to which the nearer a thing approaches the more intense it is thus the intensity of a thing possessed of light depends on its approach to something endowed with light in a supreme degree to which the nearer a thing approaches the more light it possesses 
but in things that relate to defect intensity depends not on approach to something supreme but on receding from that which is perfect because therein consists the very notion of privation and defect wherefore the less a thing recedes from that which stands first the less intense it is and the result is that at first we always find some small defect which afterwards increases as it goes on now passion pertains to defect because it belongs to a thing according as it is in potentiality wherefore in those things that approach to the supreme perfection that is to god there is but little potentiality and passion while in other things consequently there is more hence also in the supreme that is the apprehensive power of the soul passion is found less than in the other powers reply to objection to the appetitive power is said to be more active because it is more than the apprehensive power the principle of the exterior action and this for the same reason that it is more passive namely its being related to things as existing in themselves since it is through the external action that we come into contact with things reply to objection three as stated in the first part question 78 article 3 the organs of the soul can be changed in two ways first by a spiritual change in respect of which the organ receives an intention of the object and this is essential to the act of the sensitive apprehension thus is the eye changed by the object visible not by being colored but by receiving an intention of color but the organs are receptive of another and natural change which affects their natural disposition for instance when they become hot or cold or undergo some similar change and whereas this kind of change is accidental to the act of the sensitive apprehension for instance if the eye be wearied through gazing intently at something or be overcome by the intensity of the object on the other hand it is essential to the act of the sensitive appetite wherefore the material element in the definitions of the movements of the appetitive part is the natural change of the organ for instance anger is said to be a kindling of the blood about the heart hence it is evident that the notion of passion is more consistent with the act of the sensitive appetite than with that of the sensitive apprehension although both are actions of a corporeal organ third article whether passion is in the sensitive appetite rather than in the intellectual appetite which is called the will objection one it would seem that passion is not more in the sensitive than in the intellectual appetite for dionysius declares on the divine names to hierotheus to be taught by a kind of yet more godlike instruction not only by learning divine things but also by suffering patience them 
but the sensitive appetite cannot suffer divine things since its object is the sensible good therefore passion is in the intellectual appetite just as it is also in the sensitive appetite objection to further the more powerful the active force the more intense the passion but the object of the intellectual appetite which is the universal good is a more powerful active force than the object of the sensitive appetite which is a particular good therefore passion is more consistent with the intellectual than with the sensitive appetite objection three further joy and love are said to be passions but these are to be found in the intellectual and not only in the sensitive appetite else they would not be ascribed by the scriptures to god and the angels therefore the passions are not more in the sensitive than in the intellectual appetite on the contrary damascene says on the true faith 222 while describing the animal passions passion is a movement of the sensitive appetite when we imagine good or evil in other words passion is a movement of the irrational soul when we think of good or evil i answer that as stated above in article one passion is properly to be found where there is corporeal transmutation this corporeal transmutation is found in the act of the sensitive appetite and is not only spiritual as in the sensitive apprehension but also natural now there is no need for corporeal transmutation in the act of the intellectual appetite because this appetite is not exercised by means of a corporeal organ it is therefore evident that passion is more properly in the act of the sensitive appetite than in that of the intellectual appetite and this is again evident from the definitions of damascene quoted above reply to objection one by suffering divine things is meant being well affected towards them and united to them by love and this takes place without any alteration in the body reply to objection to intensity of passion depends not only on the power of the agent but also on the passibility of the patient because things that are disposed to passion suffer much even from petty agents therefore although the object of the intellectual appetite has greater activity than the object of the sensitive appetite yet the sensitive appetite is more passive reply to objection three when love and joy and the like are ascribed to god or the angels or to man in respect of his intellectual appetite they signify simple acts of the will having like effects but without passion hence augustine says on the city of god nine five the holy angels feel no anger while they punish no fellow feeling with misery while they relieve the unhappy and yet ordinary human speech is wont to ascribe to them also these passions by name because although they have none of our weakness 
their acts bear a certain resemblance to ours. End of question 22 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.